Welcome to a special edition of Muse Views, the podcast for the Muse community. Muse is 40 years old and we celebrate by visiting with those members who have participated and led the organization over the years. Enjoy these memories. Welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, TJ Temple. Thank you for joining us today. Today, I'm pleased to welcome a guest that is helping us celebrate 40 years of Muse. Join me as we talk to Jennifer Meinkoth and learn about her experiences with Muse. Jennifer, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, TJ. Appreciate being here today. So tell us a little bit about yourself and how you first became involved with Muse. Okay. Well, I guess at this point in time, I can call myself a 30-year veteran of healthcare IT. I somewhat call myself, uh, I guess, an accidental healthcare IT leader. And I think that holds true for a lot of people that entered healthcare like me about 30 years ago. It wasn't really intentional that we went into IT at the time. I, I think it was because we were you know, happened to be healthcare leaders at that time. And we were tasked with implementing some of the first computer systems to automate what were, you know, the previously manual processes inside the hospital. I personally came involved with Muse in 1997, which that is such a long time ago, <laughs> when I was working as the director of health information management at Memorial Hospital, a hospital located in southwestern Illinois. And my first IT role, if you will, I was using air quotes as I said that, was during implementation of our Meditech Magic system back in 97. And in that capacity, I was serving as the team lead for the ADM and the MRI modules. I think I have that correct. And that's what they were called in the Magic system. And somehow during that implementation process, our organization, we learned about Muse and we became involved as a member organization and we remained active uh, within Muse for like the next 20 years. Over the course of time, uh, my involvement with Muse was, you know, attending conferences, meetings, uh, being part of peer groups, participating and doing some presentations, and also served on the board of Muse as a director for a few years. Well, great. Well, thank you for your service on the board. Uh, that, that's yeah. an important role for sure. So as you look back over those years from 1997 and through the current time, tell us some memories you have from Muse, whether that's a, you know, a specific conference you attended or people you met along the way or a keynote speaker or something that comes to mind there. Yeah, this was really fun, you know, kind of thinking about this podcast uh, in anticipation of of the date, because I do have some really, really fond memories of Muse. What I remember is just a lot of really hardworking people from my organization and from other member organizations really coming together to just do our best to transition where we were at that time in bringing in all of these new ways of performing work in in hospitals using technology to support them. What I really recall about Muse when we first became involved and certainly grew over time was you know, as you implement systems, in particular the Meditech system, you know, what you learn from, from them, from Meditech or other partners is, you know, you learn the technology, but what you don't really get is how to apply the people and process changes mm-hmm. that are necessary with that technology within your organizations. And that's where I think Muse has always filled the gap. It's really that collaboration, thought leadership from other healthcare leaders that were doing the same things that you were doing within their own organizations. And at Muse, I always felt like we weren't really healthcare competitors when we would come together, 
we were really just in the same boat and, and everyone was just so generous and sharing with knowledge and experiences at those events. Just such valuable connections and relationships were made that really paved the way then for those phone calls that you would make to, you know, appear at another um, organization or mm. the request, hey, could, could we come over? Could you guys do a demo for that? Could we do a site visit to learn a little bit more about what you're doing? I just, I recall that we always had certain hospitals that we found to be very similar to us and that we'd often reach out to them and, and them to us as well uh, when we were really struggling or seeking to understand, you know, like best practices around something. At our organization, uh, we would always prioritize the budget for our team members to attend news. Module leaders, they would go to participate or sometimes lead, you know, peer review sessions or present. But, you know, also, Equally valuable sometimes is getting that internal team that you have away from the office together for events like that. Um, it can, you know, bring together you know, people more tightly as a team. It can help them have that creative time together, that planning time together. And sometimes it's just to restore your energy, you know, around maybe a, a challenging problem. Yeah. And then uh, I also, another thing I think about news events and, and, and the, where we receive value from them is also just the, the vendor participation. We certainly made many connections with vendors at events over the years that ultimately was the starting point for what became very strategic partnerships with other maybe consulting companies or technology companies that were offering you know, additive solutions within our Meditech environment. And I really think that without Muse, you know, we may not have had that opportunity to even know you know, about some of those vendors or consulting companies that had expertise and solutions that were very, very helpful to us. Yeah, that, that's really cool that you share that. You know, it's I've done quite a few of these 40-year uh, celebration interviews, and no one's talked too much about the vendors, and that, that's really neat that you brought that up. And it is kind of amazing when you're like, well, I wish they had a thing that did this thing. And then you go, and there they are on the vendor floor, and you didn't even know about it. So that works out pretty well. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. That occurred, you know, on many occasions. Yeah. yeah. And I appreciate you, what you said too about bringing your team. And, you know, not only is it a, a bonding experience for you to talk to your peers from other facilities, but you get to kind of take a, a mini retreat with your with your own team and enjoy some of the fun things at Muse and, you know, get to get to learn together and have lunches together and stuff with, without some of those hospital distractions. So Oh yeah. Yes. I would be lying if I said that we did not also have some fun getting away together. Um, you know. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, these these are fun events for sure. Well, great. Thank you for sharing that. So what are you doing now? You're not still at Memorial, are you? No, I'm not. Uh, so I'm I'm still working in, in healthcare IT, but now I'm in dental, uh, not acute care any longer. I work uh, for the last three years, I work for a dental support organization. So we provide administrative services, including IT, to uh, approximately 1,700 dental practices across the country. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I'm a leader on the IT team for the company, specifically leading the technology project management office, business relationship management, and the business operations functions for the IT organization. That's an interesting, still in healthcare, but a shift and maybe maybe a little less complex when it comes to all of the joint commission and, and all those regulatory bodies and, yes. and some of the billing and some of that stuff. So interesting. Yeah, yeah, it is. There are many, many, many 
parallels, you know, to what I certainly experienced over the years working in a hospital organization. But it is different. So it has been a nice change in a way where I, you know, spent nearly 30 years in hospital and now learning kind of a new industry. So Mm -hmm. uh, in in some ways, it's been uh, kind of refreshing and uh, also a regeneration of, you know, excitement and learning something new. Well, as we kind of wrap up here, do you have any uh, final best wishes for Muse as they head into their 41st year? Sure. Just, you know, congratulations. You know, what a wonderful organization. It's certainly a testament to have, you know, been around for for 40 years. And uh, just, you know, want to put a thank you out to the organization, the volunteers that have been part of it for so long that have, you know, led to its longevity. It has just been a wonderful support to so many awesome healthcare leaders, healthcare IT leaders, and and healthcare organizations for this time. And I certainly appreciate being part of this journey. Well, thank you for your participation too in in volunteering and, you know, keeping the organization going and shaping it to what it is today. And thank you for your time today. Very much appreciate it. Okay. Awesome, TJ. Thank you so much. Great news memories. You can enjoy this next interview too. Welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, TJ Temple. Thank you for joining us today. Today, I'm pleased to welcome a guest that is helping us celebrate 40 years of Muse. Join me as we talk to David Zellward and learn about his experiences with Muse. David, welcome to the podcast. Well, thank you, TJ, for having me. So tell us a little bit about yourself and how you first became involved with Muse. Well, my first introduction to Muse was in the late 90s. Um, I was working at a hospital and we had just installed Meditech Magic, and uh, it happened that in a city not far from St. John, actually Moncton, New Brunswick, they were having a regional conference. And uh, so some of the staff from my local hospital said it would be a good idea for us to go up and see what's going on with this and see what we could learn since we were novices to the Meditech environment. So late 90s, first introduction to a conference and uh, was a newbie. (laughs) Great. Cool. And that's how most people get their foot in the door. So that's good to hear. So over the many conferences and and, uh, interactions you had with Muse since the 90s, tell us some of the memories that stand out in your mind, whether it's someone you met at a conference or a a particular session you attended or a a keynote speaker, anything like that. Well, I I could almost write a book on something like this, but (laughs) I I guess my philosophy going in since I was so new is I wanted to be like a sponge and absorb as much as I could. So I looked at the schedule, of course, and uh, picked out things that were of interest to me particularly NPR reporting in those days. I was writing NPR reports or just getting involved with that. And then with the vendor hall, that was just amazing. So I wanted to go and talk to the vendors and when they were doing educational sessions, you know, sit in and and kind of hear what they had to say because they were the experts in me being so new that I wanted to get as much as I could. And I continue with that philosophy even in year two, year three, or, you know, second, third, and fourth conference Again, it was just a, a great place to meet people and to learn things. Great. Did you have any interactions with any of the uh, MUSE committees or serve on any of the MUSE leadership boards or anything like that? Well, interesting that you should ask. And probably by my second visit, I began to see what the organization, the structure was like and uh, meet some local members and even uh, the Canadian rep on the international board. And so that was of interest to me. I had volunteered with other organizations in my past, many different organizations. So my curiosity was piqued and I wanted to see how I could get involved. So it took me, I think, year three before I actually got involved on a local level. Mm -hmm. 
and started from there. And then by, I think my fourth year uh, position opened up on international board for the Canadian director. Mm-hmm. And I put my name forward on that and was, was lucky enough to uh, be elected to that position and held that for about four years. Very cool. Well, well thank you for your volunteering and, and serving in that position. You know, I, when I was on the board, I don't believe there was an official Canadian uh, member, but we always had at least one. Most of the time I was on the board, there was two representatives from Canada. So it's good to see that keep going. And we, we sometimes forget that it's actually an international organization, you know, with, with sites all over. So it's pretty cool to have Canada on there as well. Exactly. So what are you doing now? Are you still in the healthcare space or? Actually, I am. Well, I was involved with music, continue with the history. After my term as Canadian director, I was fortunate enough to be elected a chair of the board for a couple of years. All right. I was actually the last person to serve as a two-year term. And then the, the final, my third year was a past chair term. Mm-hmm. So that finished in uh, 2010. So when I finished up my term with, with Muse, I immediately left the, the public sector and joined the private sector doing consulting. Okay. So I've been in the consulting space since um, the middle of 2010 through now. And I, I did consulting on a regular basis for three or four years. And then I decided that I wanted to take some time and be a, a part-time or independent consultant mm-hmm. and control my own life. And uh, so that's what I've been doing since, um, I guess, 2015 or so. I've been an independent consultant and currently working for a, a hospital organization on the West Coast, uh, assisting them with a magic project. There's still magic projects out there, huh? <laughs> yes, there is. This particular organization is a mixture of magic for their financials. Mm-hmm. They have a client server for the clinical side and they are transitioning to expanse. Wow. Well, that sounds like an interesting project for sure. So I, I know magic is a workhorse, especially on the financial side and, and uh, sites are kind of hesitant to move away from it because it is so kind of bulletproof. So that'll be interesting. Exactly. So tell us, how would your career have been different if you wouldn't have uh, been involved in Muse or if Muse wouldn't have existed? Well, I don't think I would have learned as much about magic since I was working at a magic site and Meditech uh, specifically, I guess, if we worked in isolation. Uh, joining Muse and uh, attending the conferences, doing the educational sessions, uh, talking to the vendors. There was just so much information that you were able to glean from those people and find out that other organizations were more advanced because they had been on Meditech longer. Mm-hmm. And lo and behold, they were willing to share their expertise, including uh, NPR reports that they had developed. <laughs> so being a newbie, especially early on, you don't know much about anything. And you know, you can barely connect the dots and having somebody have done advanced work right. on something that you're trying to reinvent it. And they say, oh, no, no, here, you know, consider this piece of code. And even the vendors I found were very willing to share if you reached out to them or talked to them at the conference and you express them, tell them about a problem you're having. They said, well, have you considered this? Mm-hmm. And so without that information being available to you, the development, the learning curve would have been much steeper. Yeah. And uh, so my organization really benefited from me being able to attend Muse on a regular basis and establishing all those contacts and, and friendships, resources. Yes, definitely. Yeah, Meditech does a good job of telling you how to how to use your use the software, but Muse fills in those gaps and tells you how to apply it and gives you all the shortcuts and the, the stuff that actually works sometimes. So that's, that's great to hear. <laughs> exactly. So do you have any uh, final wishes or any final comments for Muse as they head into their 41st year? Well, actually, I do on a couple. For the attendees, my, my philosophy when every conference that I attended from day one on 
was to pick out the sessions that were really important to me and attend those. And then during my down periods, which were never really down, <laughs> I would always go to the vendor hall. Mm -hmm. And I, I wanted to talk to all of the vendors, meet them all, as many as I could, introduce myself so that, that if I called them, if I called their sales rep or whatever, uh, hopefully they would be able to attach a face to a name the person was calling. Mm -hmm. And if you're fortunate enough to be able to attend Muse annually or every other year, uh, then you'll develop relationships, not only with the vendors, but other people that you're going to meet at the conference and you form bonds and, and the payback on that is, is wonderful. I would also encourage people to uh, step up if there's an opportunity to volunteer, uh, whether it's just at the conference or to become part of the Muse organization, the, uh, the board, mm -hmm. go for it. Uh, the, the growth and learning experience that, that you will get from that is wonderful. Don't do it for yourself. Uh, you will get personal growth, but think of what you can give to other people, how much it's going to help them too. It takes a lot of people to, in an organization like that, to make it function properly. Mm -hmm. And it starts with, with Alan, the leader. You know, he's been consistently great from day one for as long as I can remember. And as I say, I got involved with Muse in the late 90s. So it's been 20 some years <laughs> for me yeah. uh, knowing about Muse. And so the consistency of the leadership of the organization has been stellar. It's, it's just been awesome. And as I say, the credit to Alan for, for doing that. Yeah. And to the, the people, I, I used to tell people in, I would conduct sessions, uh, educational sessions, and you know, people are always shy, especially newbies. Mm -hmm. And so I always, would always tell them a personal story about how introverted I am mm -hmm. and how I first got involved with speaking in front of a group. And I think it kind of put people at ease saying, well, you know, if this guy is that introverted and if he can stand up in front of a bunch of people and talk, then maybe I can do it too. Yeah. So again, for people who are out there that maybe are a little shy, just look at it and think, well, if that person can do it, I can do it. And I'm going to get personal growth from this. So get everything that you can from the organization. You'll benefit in the long run. Yeah, very well said. Very well said. And now there's more opportunities than there were just because of the kind of year-round opportunities from the Muse offers, whether it's a webinar or a, a g online gym session or a, you know, a peer group or something like that, where if someone is an introvert, they can do this all in audio and, and still benefit, share their knowledge and, and benefit from those as well. So, so that's very well said. I appreciate you saying that. Yes. Um, you win as an individual, your organization also wins. And, and sometimes they don't recognize that right up front. But ultimately, they do because you're bringing home a lot of information that gets applied immediately. Yes. And so there, there's a tangible asset benefit from participating in news to the organization. So, Yeah, absolutely. Very well said. Well, David, thank you so much for your time today. And thank you for your involvement with the Muse organization over the years and, and, and your leadership shaping it to what it is today. Well, thank you very much. I'm you know, pleased to participate and um, encourage more people to, uh, to join in as, as much as they possibly can. And kudos to Alan for leading the organization through you know, many transition periods and keep it uh, relevant today. Yes, very good. Thanks so much. Okay, thank you. Thanks for listening to Muse Views. Don't forget to rate and follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you get your podcast fix. And visit museweb.org to join the podcast forum and for information about Muse.